Woo doggy. Okay. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago. <laughs> Motherfucker. That scared the shit out of me. It's just <laughs> bum up Lady Hawk is the shit, though. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And this week's theme is... Fellowshipping! We're going to talk about the Fellowship of the Ring in terms of friendships. This is awesome. What a dope-ass topic. I thought you were going to say what a dorky topic. <laughs> it is also that. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So here we are talking about elves and shit. Your boyfriend Legolas. My boyfriend Legolas and my side B Aragorn. So my other side B Boromir. You can't take all of them as your side B. At the same time. I need a side B. <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. It's pretty much right there in the title. It might as well be called Friendship of the Ring. And that's what it is. It is. That's what fellowship means, I think. I'm pretty sure. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a slant synonym. It is basically the most important part of the whole movie. It's friendship that saves Frodo over and over again. It's not romantic love that saves these characters, which I is... Mean, that's debatable on Tumblr. Yeah, true. It I mean, can't, canonically, who knows? <laughs> So this whole conversation is going to be based entirely around the Peter Jackson cinematic interpretation of Fellowship of the Ring. It is not going to uh, talk about how these relationships change over the course of the movies. It is not going to talk about how these relationships are portrayed in the books. Uh, we probably dabble in uh, the lore that we know and, and a little bit of that, uh, but we're going to try and stick to as much of just this three and a half thousand hour movie <laughs> that we can still not long enough it's still not long enough um we also um, are we're going to try and stick to the non-extended uh edition because um, there is a little extra friendshipping in the extended version mm -hmm. boom so let's start with galadriel let's start with galadriel because she's the first character to speak mm -hmm. in the movie uh because uh kate blanchett does the monologue in the beginning and it's perfect it's a very good monologue Ugh. so galadriel has i think a complex relationship with everybody in the movie because she is one of the most powerful characters and she's also the most removed so she has um a, a pre-existing uh friendship with gandalf um and that's you know that and you know that because um she, her whole city kind of grieves for, for gandalf after his his passing uh, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. I just, I, we didn't even like do spoiler alert, but people should know. We'll, we'll spoil the movie. It's right. also like 10 years old. Yeah. 13 years old. Yeah. Elijah Wood was like 21 in this Oh, movie. my God. He no, he little, wasn't. Yeah, really? he was. He was literally. How like, old was he when he was in Flipper then? Like 12? Yeah. 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 Like oh. 12. How old am I? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Our entire co concept of time has been called into question by <laughs> Friendship of the Ring. Mm -hmm. um, but so Galadriel is an extremely powerful being. The mirror of Galadriel uh, allows her to see things that have not yet come to pass. So Galadriel, more than any other character, really drives home how important friendship is to the Fellowship. She literally uh, looks at Samwise and she says, hope remains while the company is true. Which is basically like, Frodo, your ass is only going to be saved by the power of friendship. She looks at Samwise, and it's a really beautiful, touching moment. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot to say about that. I just agree. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's totally cool because it's, it's a powerful moment and I think it's very clear and very straightforward. Um, and it's also like the moment where the stakes are, are laid out. And Jen, do you want to talk more about, about the stakes as they are portrayed in uh, Gladriel's mirror? Oh, I would love to. Nice setup. Good segue. Thank you. That's how I do. When Frodo looks at the mirror of Gladriel and sees his future, what will be, what will happen if everything falls apart and he doesn't destroy the ring. When he sees what will happen if he doesn't destroy the ring, it's not like him getting killed. He sees destruction of the Shire and all of his friends getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, it, she actually says, like, this will come to pass should you fall. So she specifically says, don't, don't die. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. Don't fuck this up. If he doesn't destroy the ring, his friends will die. And the opposite of that idea is that I mean, friendship equals victory. And it's the main tool against Sauron it and is. against all evil. Yeah. Hope remains while the company is true. What a good life philosophy. And Gal- Galadriel looks at Boromir even um, before that scene when they're all kind of being... Oh, yeah. Tears. She makes that eye contact. She's like, I know you. I know what you're thinking. Well, but that's the thing. But she looks at him and he feels like guilty and sad and, uh, and uh, he, he's worried about his homeland of Gondor. Uh, but she says to him, even now there is hope left. Yeah. We should talk about... Boromir. We should just talk about Boromir. So Boromir, I think, is a very complicated character. I, myself, uh, I call myself a Boromir apologist. I, I love him very dearly. I am, too. He's yeah. a compli- complex character that doesn't get appreciated enough. Boromir is a very complex character, and uh, he is probably my favorite character. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, there's something about a, a redemption story that I love very dearly. He goes deeply. down swinging. He really Man, his does. death scene. I know we're like skipping to the end here, but his death scene is like the best death scene. Oh, I'm hoping that anybody who listens to this um, has seen Fellowship of the Ring several times, and so they can jump around. With yeah, us. yeah, of course. Uh, but if we, let's just talk about Boromir's entire character arc and how it is really based on loyalty, friendship, and fairness. So and forgiveness and forgiveness. Yeah. Yes. So Boromir comes into this movie uh, as the son of the steward of Gondor. So he is uh, he's really just a very noble warrior. Um, he has been um, fighting back evil um, from his, his homeland for a very long time. Uh, and he has felt abandoned by the royalty of, of mankind, which would be. Uh, Aragorn, who kind of defected and became Strider and, like, made out with elves instead of, like, dealing with his homeland for, like, 44 years. Like, a ridiculously long time. He's, like, 88 in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It's, like, fucking, come on, man. Anyway, so so he's coming in with a lot of baggage that is totally understandable uh, and a lot of pain that is totally understandable. He has seen his, his friends fall, uh, and you can understand, I think, why he would want to keep the ring for himself. He deals with the ring like, like it's an addiction. And, yeah. when, and when he joins the fellowship, he's bringing, uh, he's bringing that with him. And he's also bringing all that baggage. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so interesting to see how the other characters in the movie all relate to him. Because they're forgiving, but they're still guarded. Yeah, They're still guarded around him. I absolutely agree that they're forgiving of him. I think there are very few moments of the Fellowship directly blaming Boromir for his actions. Um, When, uh, in the end, when um, Boromir, uh, like, succumbs to the ring, um, Frodo says, you are not yourself to Boromir. Oh, shit. That's, like, such a good metaphor for like depression and life and oh my yeah. god they they say the ring has taken boromir yeah. they never say boromir is a shitty dude that we shouldn't trust they i i think that oh every, my god i think people so are good. yeah people are very understanding of his situation i when he is trying to get the ring from frodo he looks ill 
Like he looks right. like he is coming out of like a a state of some kind. When uh, when he realizes what he has done, and he 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 very visibly comes to as though he's waking up out of a dream, coming out of a state. Uh, I, I think that Boromir is a really great example of friendship that has been tested and challenged by be it addiction or, or, or something else or some other kind of like difficult situation because he's a very good friend to everybody throughout the movie there's an adorable scene where he's he's training Merry and Pippin how to and, fight oh god they're, they're, that whole scene where he's teaching them how to fight on like the hillside and and Samwise brings Frodo breakfast and it's just so beautiful and that's one of my favorite scenes ever it is so I delightful. love it everyone is like chill for a moment before things go to hell and then things go to hell on the Legolas sees the birds and yes, everything's terrible. Do. So anyway, Boromir. But Boromir. <laughs> Boromir is an amazing complex character who brings his baggage and it affects his friendships, but his friends understand what he's bringing to the table and they forgive him for it. Mm-hmm. And they don't excuse his actions, but they do say, like, you are not yourself. And isn't that just, like, the best metaphor for fucking life? Like, there's yeah. every, there's so many instances when you are not at your best and you're not a good friend. And there's a lesson to be had here where, you know, Boromir knows he's fucking up mm-hmm. for this reason. And his friends understand he's fucking up for this reason. And they both, like, agree that this is happening and we will acknowledge it and we will fix it. I think that Boromir is really healed by friendship and the fellowship. I feel like he came in in a way that maybe f- people were thinking he wasn't bringing a lot to the table, honestly. Everybody was pretty uh, distrustful of him from the beginning. But he has the starkest character arc. Boromir starts out his whole arc in the Fellowship of the Ring um, looking at this sword. I think it's called Narsil. Narsil? Mm-hmm. Narsil? Mm-hmm. Nar- nasal? Uh, That's it's me, <laughs> nasal. <laughs> it's a broken sword. Uh, and, er- and he's just talking to himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, looking at this at this uh, this relic, and he's clearly been broken by the situation in Gondor. And at the fellowship, at the council, at the meeting of the council, when the fellowship is is uh, is getting rolling, and and Aragorn is revealed to be uh, of royal lineage. Oh, and Legolas fucking stands up for his bro. That's a good friendship. Oh moment. God, Legolas and Aragorn have an interesting friendship. Ugh. Well, we'll talk about them too. I think we should do that. Ugh. But. <laughs> But Boromir literally says in that moment where Aragorn is, is revealed to be of Numeronian descent, of royal descent, he says Gondor has no king, which is like the least friendshipping thing one can do mm-hmm. in that situation. Burn. But you know what? Like, I mean, justified. He literally did bail on everybody. Right. And, and, and a Boromir and his dad were left to kind of like clean up the mess. Yeah, thanks a lot, Aragorn. Yeah, fuck you. You went on to become Strider. But in the course of the film... As Boromir defends his hobbit friends, as he as he he actually rejects the ring at one point, he gives it back to Frodo. Like he's a very very clear arc. At the end, after his glorious glorious death, what he says to Aragorn is, "My brother, my captain, my king," which is so fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's like the most open and closed door arc in that movie, I think. And Aragorn gives him a, a bro smooch on the top of his head. Oh, he's so great, and that is such the perfect such a perfect example of how people can change yeah you know sometimes there are people that should be written off but most of the time there are people you should not write off and believe in the power of change because what is this entire podcast if we don't believe that people can improve and be better you've been shitty yeah yeah 
I know you. You've been Boromir at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You've been you, Aragorn at the beginning of the movie, too. Yeah, you have. And you've been Legolas at the beginning of the movie, who's pretty Who looks pretty great nice. in tight pants. As cheekbones that could kill. <laughs> <laughs> cheekbones oh, that a... glow blue around orcs. Oh, my God. That cheekbones sharp. that could cut diamonds. Oh, damn. <laughs> so that, I, I feel like that's a pretty good summation of Boromir as a friend who can change and who has had challenges and friends who have stuck by him and believed in him. Fuck yeah. And friends who did not blame him for his problems, addictions, baggages. What a beautiful love story that is. It really is. Man, yeah. Boromir's the shit. Let's talk about a shitty friend in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Bilbo? Bilbo is the shittiest friend. Yeah, the whole like 20 minutes, first 20 minutes of the movie, you know, discussing his old friendship with Gandalf and how beautiful it is. And you know what? He's a pretty fucked up guy. And his, the way he treats Gandalf and Frodo, not great. Yeah, he lies to everybody all of the time. He's a huge fucking liar. He's a huge fucking liar. Like, how dare you leave a ring of power to your nephew and not, like, tell him at all what's up? Peace, I'm going to the West. This is where things get fuzzy for me, because how much is that, is he bending to the will of the ring? Not to make excuses for his behavior, but it's important to know his reasoning. Yeah, I mean, and you got to take into uh, account the ring's power. I mean, it makes itself heavy in his hand. As yeah, he leaves. yeah, yeah. Like you see the ring, fall and he keeps the... forgetting it. Yeah, yeah. forgetting. Yeah, cute Bilbo. Mm. We've seen that trick a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I think he takes more than he gives, and I also think that just bailing on his whole hometown without like a last word. I is... mean, how terrible is that to Frodo? He's like, I'm leaving him everything, as if that will like appease poor Frodo. Like, well, at least I got Bag End. I got this cool property, but you know, my uncle left. But I got these cool digs, so everything's fine. I agree. I mean, they weren't even meant to see each other again after. Bilbo was in Rivendell, and they met up in Rivendell, but I don't think that was... Was that in the plan for them to, like, meet up again? He was going to go fade into the West. I mean, it took, like, fucking 20 years to right, get there. Right, right. Oh, Bilbo. Fucking Bilbo, and his name is Bilbo. So that's an example of a, perhaps a not-great friend. Gandalf is such a good friend to, get, to uh, Bilbo. So understanding of his troubles. And and Gandalf is so wise in that way. Gandalf is a good, safe space for Bilbo during Bilbo's party. Yeah. And Gandalf never writes him off, but he also does not let him get away with shit. He doesn't at all. Yeah, he always questions, like, hey, you still got that ring in your pocket. Yeah. Even when Bilbo was being a shit to him, Gandalf still held him as he cried. Oh. I think they're a good example of advanced friendship techniques. Yeah. And that they know each other so long that Gandalf is comfortable... And has earned his right to kind of lead him in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. Gandalf gave him a little tough love. Yeah. Tough and love and friendships is complicated and definitely, you know, you've known each other a long time, I think. And they've known each other for, like, a hundred goddamn Yeah. Years. Time in Lord of the Rings makes no sense <laughs> to <fine>. me. <laughs> it also makes no sense in real life. Time is an illusion. <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> uh, I love that scene when they're smoking dope together. Yeah. And, and, um, I as fuck. <laughs> So Bilbo makes that ring, and then Gandalf makes the ship, and it goes through. And Bilbo doesn't seem to mind that Gandalf totally showed him up there. Yeah. Yeah, they're very chill, which is good. Gandalf, just as a friend in general in the movie, is really good, I think. Uh, I like that that Gandalf is really straight up with Frodo about the ring, like, immediately. Like, he lets him know the stakes involved. He's very, he's super real with his uh, answers to Frodo's questions. Uh, and even though he's this, this all-powerful being, he doesn't Dumbledore on Frodo. 
Oh my god, fucking Dumbledore. He does not set him up for a murder-suicide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't he, do he that. He doesn't do what Dumbledore did. Yeah, I, I think that it's really important that uh, Gandalf is given some credit for being a non-patronizing friend to Frodo. Yeah, because he adopts this leadership role for Frodo and for all the hobbits, especially Merry and Pippin. He's like, you know, the wise elderly figure. Mm-hmm. He's not patronizing or condescending when shit gets real. When it comes down to it, he is the he's a guiding figure. Yeah, he, he, every time Frodo asks him for help, Gandalf gives him very real, very applicable advice and a very clear course of action. And he admits when he doesn't know the answer. Yeah, he's like, I'm lost. I don't know. I've, I have no memory of this place. Yeah, like, and he chills for a little while. Gandalf can admit when he doesn't know something that's that's a lesson yeah (laughs) fucking gandalf one of the most powerful wizards in history (laughs) yeah you can learn from gandalf i i also particularly like the scene if we're talking about the 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 scene in the minds of moria where uh gandalf has no memory of this place frodo is super honest with gandalf which is a good friendshiping moment for frodo um frodo is like you know i wish the ring had never come to me it's a very painful moment and everybody i think can understand um, Frodo's angst in that in that time, mm-hmm. and Gandalf isn't like buck off, Wiener. <laughs> Get your shit together. Come on, come on, Jagweed. <laughs> Pack your bags, Jagweed. Yeah. No, he he's like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. But there's meaning in your pain, and this is why. And and only Gandalf, I think, is really uh, allowed to use the uh, "this was meant to be" phrase because literally Gandalf's kind of a god. Uh, you can't say that. I totally agree. That is not a thing to say. But Gandalf can, and he was also like, yeah, no, this does suck. He was acknowledging the pain he was in without trying to pretend it doesn't exist. Or he, d- this is such a huge lesson, he didn't get mad when Frodo didn't give him, like, the powerful, I got this answer. Yes. He, he didn't get annoyed that Frodo wasn't being heroic. Let's talk about some of Gandalf's other friendships. So um, the ones I have in mind that I'd like to talk about are Gandalf's friendship with Elrond. Oh, yeah. And Gandalf's f- friendship with Saruman. So uh, with Elrond, so when they are at Rivendell, this is, I think, a a very good lesson, Mm -hmm. actually, a very teachable moment (laughs) in the Fellowship of the Ring. So Gandalf comes to Elrond with his trouble, and Gandalf is extremely real about his capabilities and what he can handle. So Gandalf is like, let's fucking leave the ring in Rivendell. The elves can take care of this. Like, you are way stronger than Frodo. And Elrond is very clear, no. One, this is not my problem. I can't clean up somebody else's mess right now. I was there when the ring was was, uh, taken, and it should have gotten burned up, but no. Mm -hmm. Thanks, men. (laughs) Thanks, patriarchy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Men are too weak. (laughs) (laughs) Their minds easily swayed. And Elrond says, no, I need to take care of myself. I need to go fade into the West. I got Arwen to think about, y'all. I'm out. Um, let's call let's call in the cavalry. Let's call in the people this actually affects and think of a clear way to fix it. And, and Gandalf doesn't judge him for this. Mm-hmm. Gandalf is like, all right, let's go. Let's do this clear course of action. And I think that's really important because Elrond is a very uh, integral figure to the series. He's very powerful. He's got a lot on his plate. Elrond still puts his oxygen mask on first. Elrond is a symbol of self-care. He is. <laughs> and taking care of his family and his own. Yeah. And making sure everyone around him is okay before he stretches out to, you know, save the world. And I like that he gives the solution of, like, well, let's get a council together and figure this out. Yeah. He's not like, no, Gandalf, there's no, there's no possible solution here. No is a complete sentence, as we say often. Yeah. But he doesn't leave it there. Right. He lends his help in the ways that he can and the ways that is comfortable for his his family and his people. And that's dope. 
Good work, Elrond. You know who's a shitty friend? Who? Saruman. <laughs> so, you know who's a shitty friend? The ring. <laughs> but okay, this is for real. So like, I know we're going to like stick to the just the movie, just the non-extended thing. But Saruman and Gandalf go like way fucking back. Oh, yeah. They have a history. They have a history. And, and we won't go into that, but like... At first, Saruman is not a shitty friend. <laughs> he literally tells Gandalf the entire plan. And before he shuts the doors in his face. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, before he traps him with his magic. Right. Saruman is like, this is what's going on. This is what's going on, too. Yo. Uh... And he gives him a, an opportunity to be like, hey, like, get on my team. Yeah. He does. That's true. Even though it's the team of evil. Yeah. He does do that. Um, friends don't lock friends in their weird wizard tower until they agree. <laughs> So there was some element of consent there? But no, but he slammed the door. Yeah, well, so what I think is the takeaway here is that you can think you are right so hard. You can have all the evidence in your favor. You can think you're so, 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 so correct. And you can still be wrong. So Saruman oh. had all of this information. He was like make, making orcs in the ground. He, was, he had the all-seeing eye. And, and Gandalf's like, maybe don't touch that. Saruman's like, no, it's totally cool. Like, don't worry about it. Touch my eye. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me think about this. Does that mean he was gaslighting Gandalf? God, he was gaslighting the shit out of Gandalf. Oh, my God. Gandalf's like, no, no, no. This is all wrong. This Let's is all talk wrong. about the concept of gaslighting real quick. Let's so do that. People Jen, don't would you like to fill him in? Gaslighting is a manipulative technique that people use to convince you that your reality is not reality. Yeah. That what is actually happening is not true. It's a very scary tool that people don't often even know they're using. Don't throw your friend across the room with your magic hands just because you disagree. They might have a point. Literally or metaphorically, don't do that. Yeah, especially metaphorically, because I don't think any of you have magic hands at this point. <laughs> None of you received your Hogwarts letters. Saruman's the worst. Let's talk about one of the best friends after we talked about the worst friends. Yeah, let's do that. Can we talk about Samwise? There's this huge debate in my friend group that is ongoing of whether or not Samwise is the real hero or Frodo is the real hero. God, I think it's Samwise. It has to be. I mean, Tolkien himself said it was. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a win for Hufflepuff. Seriously. Frodo would be nothing without Sam. His Sam. Yeah. His Sam. He calls him his Sam. Don't you lose him, Samwise, Gamgee. Oh. And I don't mean to. <laughs> so I like Sam and Frodo so much. And especially with how they contrast to the other hobbits, mm -hmm. because they even in the fellowship, but even in like this, the group of just hobbits, you get examples of different kinds of friendship. Yes. Merry and Pippin in, the, in this movie make a lot of mischief and a lot of trouble. Merry, Pippin and Sam do not do that together. Like Sam is a different figure to them. All of those friendships are valid. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good lesson for people who submit questions to our podcast who are like I'm jealous of this friendship or it seems like these two friends get along better and I wish I had a friendship like them maybe you do have a friendship that's like that it just looks a little bit different to you maybe your friendship doesn't look exactly like Sam and Frodo or like Leslie and Anne but it's just as strong and and they all come together the four hobbits in their own special way too um, when uh, Strider Aragorn is Strider uh, basically takes Frodo into the prancing pony into like a dark corner uh, the three of them, Samwise, Merry, and Pippin, all together go in stout-heartedly with their little mm -hmm. tiny hobbit daggers and try to attack Strider. I love that. That's so That's such lovely. a great scene. Yeah. That's them united for a cause. And, mm -hmm. like, I love that moment. And I also love when Frodo is like, Sam and I must get to Bree. And I can't remember. I think it's Merry or is it Pippin? I think it's Merry. Mary. Mary, Mary's, like, I think, more practical than yeah. Pippin. Yeah, yeah. And Merry's like, all right, let's do this. Even though he is, like, the biggest jokester. 
Like, he knows shit is real, and he is willing to put all of his good humor aside and be serious and do what needs to be done to help his friend. Um, I think that Mary's actually one of the best friends in the movie. I, I totally agree with you. When, when the, the Nazgul attack, um, Frodo's just like, we got to get off the road, and they all hide in a hole together without yeah. questioning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the Uruk-hai uh, attack... Uh, and Frodo's looking at uh, Mary and Pippin like, no, I'm, I gotta go it alone. Um, Mary accepts it immediately, without question. No, Pippin, let him go. He's gotta go on his own. And then he, in a very actionable, clear-cut way, helps Frodo with his goals by tearing off to the side and making sure the Urukai follow him. That's a Gryffindor move right that there. That is a fucking Gryffindor move. Yeah. Absolutely. I still can't get over that Mary is just like, oh, you need to go to Brie? I got a boat for you. <laughs> no, yeah. no question. <laughs> it's really lovely. But the friendshipiest moment, the you have my sword, you have my bow, you have my axe, you have my three hobbits that are fairly useless moment when they just kind of jump in. Yeah. That's truly beautiful. Yeah. They want to help in their own special way, uh, even though they have no training to do anything in their hobbits. Advocate for helping your friends, even though you're not equipped to. Mm-hmm. You can say, I'm not going to have good advice for you on this, but if you need me to stand at your side, I will do that. Yeah, use your strengths and do what you can. We're not all like master of sword sorting. We should be. Yeah. For home defense, at totally. least. <laughs> so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Gimli. Oh, he's the best. They're I, all the best. They are all kind of the best. Yeah. There is a lot of doom that happens in the minds of Moria, and I think that Gimli gets an unfair share of the blame. He didn't know what was going down in there. The whole mm-hmm. time, he's like, I can't wait to feed you and give you liquor. Let's and go. I can't wait to take care of you and yes. bring this group to safety. Yeah. He was just wanted to be a good host. He really did. Can you, imani- can you imagine the pain that you would have if you brought your friends to your hometown and the place was a hellscape of death? You would feel pretty bad. Like on a number of levels. Yeah. Gimli does a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth in the minds of Moria and nobody judges him or calls him a wiener. There's one dwarf yet in Moria that still, still draws breath. breath. Oh, God. I love how he just, like, brings it home. Badass. I, oh, God, I love him. Tiny badass. And, you know, and, and, and Gimli makes his mistakes. You know, uh, his refusal to be tossed <laughs> was kind of a bad move. You know, you should admit that you've got stumpy legs and can't jump over the broken bridge. I don't know if I agree. As really? someone who is 5'2", I want to do shit on my own. I don't want to be tossed. But he, he had to get grabbed by his beard. Jen, I don't want to grab you by your beard if we're <laughs> running from the Balrog. Come on. I can do it myself. You know what? You, but you know what? You're right, because he did need help in the end, didn't he? He did need help Yeah, in the end. you're right. But here's the thing. Legolas wasn't like, yo, I told you so. Let me rip on your beard. Oh. So I think it's really a lesson for me. Oh. Jen, I should let you jump the bridge. And then I will be there to help catch you if you don't make it. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Let's let's (laughs) just have a cry break real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Boromir. Oh, God. I think an amazing, adorable thing to say to your friend who's going through a rough time is, you have my axe. Yeah. Because most nerds know what that means. Like, I'm going to stand at your side and fight with you. And you get to decide exactly what that means by telling me, directing me, like... We're going to go to Rivendell now, or we're going to go to the Galadriel's Woods. But I'm here. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wrap up our conversation of Fellowship of the Ring on the alleged star of the film, Frodo Baggins. Frodo 
Baggins is. We've talked a little bit about Frodo um, in his relationship to other characters, uh, but I want to specifically talk about Frodo in terms of him being a friend who needs a lot of help and how he responds to help. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, we got to give Frodo a, a lot of forgiveness. I think that in, in movies like this where like, there is like the one character, like the chosen one, the ring bearer, the Harry Potter, um, that character, I think, uh, gets a lot of undue hate from people when they act in a normal angsty way oh my to God. extreme stress. I feel so strongly about this. Yeah. We like, had the Harry Potter conversation. Yeah, people give so much shit for, to Frodo and Harry for being whiny. Yeah. It's like, or for and Harry is like 15 years old when he's whining. Yeah. So like, come on. And Frodo was also very young. Um, Isn't it, he young by Hobbit standards when he's 50? Um, I think he's. I think he's an adult at that point. I, I th- okay. I thought he was a young adult. Still, um, I guess. But yeah, matter. he's like 50. Yeah. I mean, regardless, he's got the one ring with him. Yeah. Like the one. Ring. He's got all of evil and goodness on his shoulders. He's allowed to be a little bit whiny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've is. been whiny about a lot less. You've been whiny about a girl. Yeah, you have. And Frodo has been whiny about the one ring to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> Not even whiny. Whiny is such a gross word, isn't Ugh, it? It is. God. Uh, how about, like, justifiably upset? Upset. Yeah. Yeah. A little testy, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe some, one of his friends is accidentally trying to kill him because he's, like, addicted to the ring. Yeah. I'd be a little stressed as well. Frodo thought this was all ending in Rivendell. Like, Frodo thought that this movie was going to be an hour and 15 minutes long. Frodo thought he was going to have a nice little elven vacation, look at a waterfall, eat some Lambus bread, go home to the Shire. (laughs) No. Look what happened. (laughs) Look what happened to him. Side note about Samwise, I love how he noticed that Frodo was on the mend and then packed their bags. Oh, isn't that so yeah. cute? He packed both their bags, and he's like, "I noticed you on the mend." And then like, "Oh, oh no, Sam, that's adorable." And Frodo was accepting of Sam taking care of him. I mean, you think that would wound his pride at some point, but there are things more important than his pride in this in this story. Absolutely, like saving everybody, all yeah. the, making sure all of his friends don't die. While in the books, Frodo does not solve um, the riddle at the the gates of um, the the mines of Moria, the speak friend and enter. I think that it's important that the line is given to him in the movie because, well, one, Frodo doesn't really do a whole lot besides, yeah. like, have pain and suffering. Right. But I think that that kind of drives home the importance of friendship as unlocking doors. Yeah. Even though he almost gets shoved into the vagina tentata of that Cthulhu thing in the I love that lake. part. I love that Legolas takes his bow out and shoots it in the eye. Yeah. And if you listen really closely or have the captions on, right before that you hear Aragorn, Aragorn say, Legolas, the eyes. Really? Mm-hmm. What a dope friendship move. I know. Yeah, I they, love They have a lot of together. more subtle bro-y moments like yeah. that, that when I was like 14, I just lived for. <laughs> it was like, oh, their friendship is so good. Oh. I feel that way now about friendships that are between ladies. But yeah. at the time, like, that was, that was it. Yeah. Dope. Ugh. Okay, now I'm just thinking about Aragorn. I, I know. I know. Frodo. Think about Frodo. So, <laughs> his uh, curly hair. His curly hair. Um, I, I really love that the movie is truly bookended by friendship. It starts out with Frodo's friendship with Gandalf. He jumps into the arms of Pop Pop Gandalf. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a truly, it's a truly uh, beautiful moment. But the very last line of the entire Fellowship of the Rings movie is, Sam, I'm glad you're with me. Trin, I'm glad you're with me. Jen, I'm glad you're with me! You're at the end of all things. Aww. I think that's in the third movie, that part of the line. 
I don't know. Yeah, that's when they're on the mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to the end of Fellowship yeah. before we get emotional over here. <laughs> but the movie, the movie ends on friendship while the company is true. And Frodo and Sam, the company is true. Sam is, is Frodo's hope. He is his, his gardener. Uh, his gardener? Yeah. Gardener. Gardener. In the beginning, when oh. someone's like, <laughs> gar- <laughs> I was like, I, I thought it was a metaphor. No. No, he's like literally he tend- his gardener. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, like, I knew that, but yeah. then I was like, his gardener, tell me more about this beautiful Right, right, metaphor. right. <laughs> he helps Frodo grow. Oh, God. Good, oh, good work with that. He Disgusting. does, though. It's terrible. Love it. <laughs> All right. I feel like I feel like this is this is beautiful and good. I love this episode. This is really good. I did too. We should do this again. Agreed. Do you want to do this on um, like Star Wars next month? Holy shit! Yeah. Because, so um, I've been uh, rewatching Star Wars too many times. Um, just episode four. I'll be guesting on uh, the Roboism podcast, which is also part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Um, it's the intersection of talking about um, robots, AI, and feminism. And I'm going to be talking specifically about the treatment of droids in the Star Wars universe, uh, and especially in Episode 4. And Episode 4 is huge on the friendship between C-3PO and R2-D2. And uh, I don't think they get enough cred, and I don't think people analyze that specific relationship as much as they should. Agreed. And I would, and since I'm going to be talking about just R2-D2 and roboism, and I like to multitask, what if we talk about Star Wars Episode Four next I would month? love that idea. Let's do it. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions for movies that we should analyze in terms of friendship, please cram them in our ask hole <laughs> at ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. Jen has two N's. Trin only has one N. And the missing N stands for uh, New Hope. Oh, I had one. that. I had that before I even started talking. Yep. Yeah. yeah it was very well delivered. D- Jen, would you like to tell them where to follow us on Twitter? Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Jen and Trin. Same number of ends as Trin just just said. The missing end stands for the the Nazgul. The Nazgul. Yeah, the ring race. Yeah. Neither living nor dead. <laughs> nerd. No, the the end stands for nerd. Nerd. Yeah. That's nerds. <laughs> So I'm looking at my notes. I took literally six pages of notes watching this movie, and my first note is, I want Galadriel's ring. (laughs) That's all I got. Does that mean you're power hungry? Uh, It means a lot of things, uh, but mostly it means I'm a huge fucking nerd. Uh, Well, Galadriel is amazing. Galadriel is the best. Let's talk about her friendship with Gandalf. Can we also talk about how Kate Blanchett's monologue in the beginning of the movie just sets the tone and makes the entire movie. Right. It is the most underrated and most important monologue in the history of modern cinema. Dare, <laughs> I, dare I say. That is a ringing endorsement from Trin. Oh, God damn it, Kate, Kate Blanchett. God damn it. I, actually, I also have, if you don't fall in love with Kate Blanchett after this monologue, you are wrong. Okay, moving on from Kate Blanchett's monologue. I'm going to turn up the gain real quick. Okay. Trin, while you're editing this episode, this is when you turned up the game. <laughs> Nicely done. At the, f- at the council, at the council meeting, Elrond's like, we got to destroy this ring. And Gimli doesn't even question it. He's not like, is this the ring? He's just like, let me take out my axe and smash it. And I mean, you know, he kind of lost his axe in the process and probably should have taken a step back. But how dope is that? Wow, I've never even considered the scene from that view. You're right. Like, he immediately was like, I'm just, well, let's fucking do this. Gimli's a Gryffindor, too. Gimli is a Gryffindor. God. 
Yeah. yeah.